0: thank you so much for joining me and welcome. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about creativity and where it fits into our life as women who care about productivity and making lives that matter. You'll find links to a bunch of resources and some additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 416. So I have been thinking lately about creativity and feeling an urge for more creative expression in my own life. My work as a lawyer, uh, I'm a real estate lawyer, I deal with commercial real estate transactions in Texas and kind of around the country. And my work as a lawyer is very kind of cerebral very left brain, I guess. Uh, And as a little side thing, I kind of did some research on this whole left brain, right brain thing. And according to what I found, and I'll put links uh, to an article about uh, this topic, because I found it interesting. The left brain handles reading, writing calculations. It's it's the logical side of the brain. And the right brain, the right hemisphere of our brain is more visual. It deals in images more than words, and it's our intuitive side. So according to this article, um, the left brain, the left hemisphere of our brain is about thinking in words. It's about sequencing, linear thinking, math, facts, and logic. Whereas the right hemisphere of our brain uh, is about feelings and visualization, about imagination, intuition, rhythm, holistic thinking, instead of the sequencing, sequential thinking that our, our left brain is responsible for. And our right brain, our right hemisphere is more about the arts. And Again, this is kind of a, a side note, but I thought it was interesting that the the reading that I did, there are studies and there's lots of information about sort of this left brain, right brain thing. The truth is in anything that we're doing, we're getting um, processing from both sides of the brain. But anyway, my work is very left brain oriented, and I guess I've been feeling the need in a way to to use more of my right brain, to do something creative that is outside my work uh, that I get paid for. For me, some of that creative urge comes out in decorating my home. I think I talked recently or I mentioned recently, I guess that you know, a couple weeks ago, I um, took down all the summer decor and I, Started decorating for fall, and that is a little bit of a creative outlet for me. As is earlier this year, bought myself a Cricut machine, one of those um, paper cutting machines, and I've spent a little bit of time learning to do crafts using that machine. So paper crafts kinds of things. But the truth is, even though I feel that urge, I don't always make time for any of that stuff, and I'd like to do more and. You know, it just got me thinking about creativity and where it fits into a, a productive life. And I started researching it and found a ton of resources out there. And as I said, I'll link to most of these articles and, and books and podcast episodes and things in the show notes for this episode. So definitely check that out at theproductivewoman dot com slash four one six if you want to do a little more reading yourself or a little more research. Um, One of the resources I found, and I just want to mention this up front because I talk about it throughout the episode, is a book that I came across. It was in an article written by the book's author back when she was writing it. The author's name is Eve Rodsky, and the book is called Find Your Unicorn Space, um, subtitled Reclaim Your Creative Life in a Too Busy World. And this isn't a productive reading episode, although I might do one about this book, but I literally just found it in doing my research for this topic and, and just for my own personal edification, got a copy and I've just started reading it and there's a lot of good stuff in it and you'll hear me talk about it throughout this episode. It is one resource I recommend if creativity and, and finding more time, making more time for incorporating creative expression into your own productive life is something that is, is of interest to you, I recommend this book and I will link to it in the show notes. In any event, I've just started reading it and uh, a lot of good stuff in it so far. So we, we're going to talk about creativity and specifically how does it fit into our life as busy women who want to be productive who want to make lives that matter what does creativity have to do with that so i started as i often do in these sorts of things looking up uh, definitions of what does creativity mean what is creativity and there are lots of different definitions out there so from uh, the website for called Oxford Languages. It simply defines creativity as the use of the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of an artistic work. So that dictionary kind of leans into the the artistic, implications of creativity, and I think that's what a lot of us think of when we think of being creative or creativity. But there's more to it than that, and we're going to get into that. The Merriam-Webster Online Dictionary defines creativity as the ability to create, whatever that, you know, that's not very helpful, or the quality of being creative, And some of the synonyms that the Merriam Webster dictionary gives for creativity are cleverness, imaginativeness, innovativeness, originality, ingeniousness, and and more. And to, you know, when it defined creativity as the quality of being creative, I thought that's not terribly helpful. Uh, So I looked up what creative means in that dictionary, and it's uh, marked by the ability or power to create or given to creating. And so that's an interesting definition for me, the ability or the power to create. And the thing I thought of when I read that was we as women, many of us have the ability to create new life. You know, if we've had children, we have been been creative in that sense in bringing new life into the world. But obviously, there's much more to that. Um, I liked the definition in Wikipedia of creativity, which defined it as a phenomenon whereby something new and valuable is formed. And it goes on to say the created item may be intangible, such as an idea, a scientific theory, a musical composition, or a joke. Or a physical object, such as an invention, a printed literary work, or a painting. So to me, that definition of creativity is broader and uh, resonates more with me. Uh, Britannica kind of goes along those same lines and defines creativity as the ability to make or otherwise bring into existence something new, whether a new solution to a problem, a new method or device, or a new artistic object or form. And I really liked that. So it's, again, a broader conception of creativity that applies to all of us, whether we consider ourselves to be artistic or not. And getting... uh, to the point of this, the book that I was mentioning earlier, Eve Rodsky's book, Find Your Unicorn Space, Reclaim Your Creative Life in a Too-Busy World. Um, She defines creativity in the book this way, the active and open pursuit of self-expression in any form and which requires value-based curiosity and purposeful sharing of this pursuit with the world. And she says, like the mythical equine that inspired the name uh, unicorn space is what she's talking about. It doesn't exist until you give yourself permission to reclaim, discover, and nurture the natural gifts and interests that make you, you. And that's at the very beginning of the book, and maybe you can see why I find the book very intriguing and and very interesting to read. But those are some of the definitions of creativity, the ability to bring something new and valuable into being, whether it's an idea or a joke or a written work or a painting or whatever, or a solution to a problem, as Britannica says. There are a lot of components to creativity including curiosity, risk-taking, and independence of thought. And there's a bunch of studies that have been done about this. And I've read several of them just because I find it fascinating. And so, for instance, from Britannica, it says, personality characteristics that are shown to be associated with creative productivity. And I love that phrase. Uh, But some of the characteristics are autonomy, mastery of a particular domain, self-assurance. For some, it says an exceptionally deep, broad, and flexible awareness of themselves. So self-knowledge is a component of creativity. Uh, The Britannica also includes unconventionality of thought. Introversion is a common characteristic of creative people curiosity and problem-seeking, and high intelligence. Uh, the, The Britannica article says, in fact, independence is critical to the creative process in that creative people must often be able to work alone and must also be willing to express ideas or develop products that others might perceive as radical. Uh, It goes on to say it should be pointed out, however, that a nonconformist lifestyle is not essential to creativity. Indeed, many creative individuals lead quite ordinary lives expressing their autonomy mainly in their unconventional ideas and work." And I thought that was interesting. You don't have to live a a kind of an unconventional or non-conformist lifestyle to be a creative person. And Britannica also said, creative individuals seem to have a need to seek novelty and an ability to pose unique questions. And that resonated with me. I've always been one that asks questions. I've never thought of myself as a creative person, certainly not artistic, but never really thought of myself as creative. But I saw this in the definition and was thinking about how all my life I've been one asking questions in areas that other people just seem to take at face value. And so, you know, that gave me hope that maybe I do have a a creative streak in me. Edwin Land, an American scientist and the inventor of the Polaroid land camera many, many years ago, says an essential aspect of creativity is not being afraid to fail. And people who are creative are willing to try knowing that they might fail and being okay with that. In her book, in the Find Your Unicorn space, Eve Rodsky's book, she talks about a framework for creative living, what she calls the three C's, curiosity, connection, and completion. And she's just getting into that element in the book, but I thought that was interesting. Curiosity comes up a lot in the discussion about creative people and what creativity is. Connection is a big element of what she talks about in the book, uh, even in the early stages, that it's, although creative people work independently and often alone, there, there is a need for connection among people. Uh, and finally, there's a scholarly paper that I read written by Marilyn Partridge, I think it's Riger, and Maya S. Blaubergs. Uh, they wrote a scholarly paper that surveyed, analyzed, and discussed scholarly research on creativity in women in particular. And this was published in on the Canadian Women's Studies Journal website, and I'll have a link to it in case you want to read it. Uh, But in their research and and kind of reviewing all the literature and all the studies that have been done on women and creativity, uh, they identified what they call the basic set of personality characteristics that characterize highly creative individuals regardless of sex or professional field. And among those characteristics are self-confidence, a need for autonomy, an openness to experience, originality, flexibility, tolerance for ambiguity, stubbornness, persistence, independence, willingness to take risks, and I thought this was interesting, a lack of self-control. Hmm, interesting. Um, Anyway, those are some of the components of creativity according to the studies that have been done and the literature that's out there. Um, There are many expressions of creativity, as I kind of touched on earlier, most of us think of this in terms of art. And many of us therefore think we're not creative because we don't paint or write poetry or make movies. But creativity isn't just about art. Creative thinking is expressed in many ways. This is something mentioned in a podcast episode I listened to. Uh, There's a podcast out there called Thriving Women Artists, and they did an episode uh, earlier this year on creativity versus productivity. And this is a podcast by and for women artists, but they made a point in their episode of saying that creativity isn't limited to art. It can also be about how you think. And so when you're evaluating whether you are a creative person and maybe dismissing that as a possibility because you don't paint paintings or, you know, create music or something, you you probably are much more creative than you than you realize because uh, creative thinking can be expressed in finding a system to organize your pantry or your desk so that it functions the way you need to, or decorating your home, or s- creating a schedule or a routine that works for you and your family, or finding a way to potty train your toddler or get your school-aged child to get up and get to school on time. Putting meals on the table that your family will eat can involve creative thinking, planning and and producing a holiday or anniversary or other event that brings people together to celebrate what's important to you. That's an expression of creativity. Uh, just as is researching and implementing a strategy at the office to maybe facilitate better communication between people or departments, that calls for creative thinking. And if you do things like that or you know any sort of area of your life, finding ways to get yourself to work out, if that's something that's important to you, can involve creative thinking. As um, one article said, creativity is often associated with art, but that doesn't mean that creativity is all about being artistic, nor does it mean that you're not creative if you don't draw, paint, or design clothing. This writer says, everyone is inherently creative. We've possessed this power since we were born. So I encourage you, if you like Like I have done, have dismissed yourself as being not a creative person. To think again and look at the many ways you may think creatively to solve problems within your work or your life. Figuring out what creative expression you want to pursue, though, calls for you to go deep into your heart and to allow yourself to be honest about what you find there. What is it that you want to do as a creative expression? And in the book, Eve Rodsky asks these questions and and invites us to answer them honestly. Uh, And she puts it this way. What does your heart sing for? What does your body crave? What piques your curiosity? What does your intellect yearn for? What did you give up that you want to get back to? Do you want to return to school, pick up an instrument, learn another language, go to circus camp, climb a mountain? perfect your Cantonese cooking, or maybe just carve out some quiet time to paint. Find within yourself what your your heart sings for, as she puts it, and consider whether you want to pursue that as a creative expression in your own life. So how does all this relate to productivity? Well, many of the resources I looked at support the idea that creativity enhances productivity and the other way around, or put another way, that a lack of creative expression in our lives impairs our productivity. Um, In the article where I found Eve Rodsky's book, uh, so she had posted an article that I'll link to called Creativity Leads to Productivity, She said, research shows that when women ignore, suppress, or deny themselves time and space for personal expression, they are less productive and less invested in their work. So according to not only her, but lots and lots of studies that are out there and a bunch of articles that I'll link to, when we... As, as she puts it, ignore, suppress, or deny ourselves our the right and the time to express ourselves personally, creatively, um, our productivity will suffer. Interestingly, though, some of the resources I looked at seem to see creativity and productivity as being opposites or in conflict. I mentioned earlier an episode of the Thriving Women P- Artists podcast Um, from June of 2022, called Creativity Versus Productivity. And that episode talked about this. And although they agreed we all need both, not just artists, but all of us need both creativity and productivity in our life, the gist of their discussion seemed to assume that they are separate things and opposite. And so some of the their ideas on this point that I kind of made note of as I listened, um, they talked about how creativity is about play and about experimentation with no objective or specific outcome in mind, whereas productivity is outcome-oriented. And they're talking specifically about in the arts because the the three women who host this podcast are all artists. And obviously the, the podcast is called Thriving Women Artists. And so, it's their target audience is female artists. But nevertheless, this applies, I think, to all of us. And there's truth in that. Creativity is about play, it's about experimenting. It's about, as I mentioned the quote earlier, not being afraid to fail. And it's not about when you're kind of being creative, you're not necessarily thinking about a particular. Outcome that you want. Whereas productivity generally is outcome oriented. You want a task completed or a product produced. They said creativity can be personal just for you, it doesn't have to be shared with anyone. Whereas they say productivity, by contrast, is about a product to be shared. And again, they're talking about in the art world that when you, they are being productive as artists, they are producing some piece of art that's intended to be shared with somebody else. Uh, You know, I I see their point. I'm not sure I 100% agree. Uh, They say productivity is measurable where creativity is not. Kind of agree with that. I like this. They said creativity doesn't have a goal. It's full of surprises. And I like that a lot. Productivity, uh, they said, calls for a high level of concentration and focus, whereas creativity is unstructured. But then one of them did say, to be creative, you need to be productive and vice versa. And we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go. Uh, A woman named Jane Benston wrote an article called The Conflict Between Productivity and Creativity. And she's talking about specifically in the work world. Um, She's distinguishing between productivity and creativity at work and explains why they can be in conflict. And she says, productivity quite simply is about getting more done and is measured based on how quickly we can do what needs to be done to achieve personal and company goals. It's structured and is all about moving forward fast. I'm not sure I agree with her 100%, but in the work world, generally, I think that's true. She goes on to say, creativity, on the other hand, requires large stretches of unstructured time to allow the ideas to flow and the solutions to come forward. It requires us to stop to create space. We are often our most creative at times of nothingness. And I really can see this um, conflict in my own work as a lawyer. Um, Productivity requires me to get the documents drafted and out the door or to, you know, get the deal done or whatever it is. But creativity, uh, the creative thinking to come up with solutions to unique client problems uh, requires unstructured time, as she talks about, and and undisturbed time to think, to allow my mind to work on the problem and come up with a creative solution. And the the demands of, of quickly getting deals done sometimes conflict with that. She says, creativity can also be a messy, chaotic process where you take one step forward and two steps back. It's within the mess and chaos that the moments of brilliance emerge. And I like that. She says something that I'm still pondering because I'm not sure I agree with her. But in the article, she says, the simple truth is it's nigh on impossible to be creative and productive at the same time productivity and creativity do not sit well together. Our brain needs a completely different set of circumstances to be creative than it does to be productive. I do agree with that last sentence. It's a different part of our brain, a different set of circumstances that we need to be creative versus being productive. I'm not sure that it's impossible to be both. And you can be creatively productive in the sense of putting creative thinking in play to to find ways to be productive and i think you can be productively creative when you are allowing yourself to be creative giving yourself those circumstances to be creative you are going to produce ideas and solutions and all those sorts of things. So I, I, like I said, I'm still pondering how much I agree with her her assertion that it's nigh on impossible to be creative and productive at the same time. As a side note, she offers in the article her top three tips for managing the conflict Between productivity and creativity. Uh, She talks about slowing down to power up. She thinks it's important to take breaks and schedule quiet time uh, and block out time in your work week for that uninterrupted creative thinking. And disconnect from the noise to allow yourself time to do that. She recommends as her second tip to do things in batches, set aside chunks of time for productive, get it done kinds of work, and then separate chunks of time for tasks that require creativity. And I do agree with that, you know, batching tasks and so on. And her third tip is to give up the guilt. Um, You know, we're so conditioned to think we should be grinding it out, producing results all the time, that setting aside quiet, unstructured time for creativity feels wrong. Um, And she suggests letting go of that guilt, giving yourself permission to do it, and noticing that the quality and quantity of ideas and solutions that come out of it uh, can be pretty impressive. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, Why does creative expression matter to us as women? Well, it matters professionally. One article in Scientific American a few years ago talked about the creativity bias against women and notes that creativity, that is creative thinking and creative problem solving, is highly prized in many businesses like Silicon Valley and elsewhere. But she says, she refers to a paper that was produced based on some research, which suggests that, and I'm quoting here, in certain contexts, people are more likely to associate creativity with men than with women. If this is true, then women may see their professional opportunities limited in workplaces where creativity is highly prized. So, Creativity matters professionally. It matters that we are able to uh, nurture our creative abilities, our creative thinking. Creativity matters to our mental health and our personal growth. An article about a different look at the meaning of creativity talks about the immense benefits of engaging in the creative process because it boosts mental health, it increases the ability to problem solve. It improves our comfort with change and with failure and embraces our curiosity. There's that word again. In the article that um, Eve Rodsky, the author of that book, the article itself, she says, setting realistic boundaries, clearly communicating my needs and prioritizing my time again and again and again is the antidote to burnout, resentment, and a lost sense of self said the other way around, exercising time choice is how we find ourselves again and infuse our lives with more connection, fulfillment, and meaning. So creativity and creative expression matters to our mental health and our personal growth. And on a a YouTube video that I'll link to on working from home, tips for entrepreneurs, and specifically self-care and productivity, uh, a woman named Abigail says, if you don't start prioritizing your self-care, personal wellness, and your own needs, desires, and carefree joys, you'll become more disconnected from yourself, your vision, and your purpose, and you'll begin to resent the work and the very people you love to impact. So it's important to make time for um, this creative expression. It also adds meaning and joy to our lives and find your unicorn space Eve Rodsky says, finding joy and meaning, sharing with others, deepening connections between generations and cosmos. These are just some of the benefits we start to receive when we invest in our creative lives, even or especially when the rest of your world feels out of control. This book came out um, just um a few months after the coronavirus lockdowns began. And so she talks about a lot of this in that context. Creativity and creative thinking helps us to be more resilient. Uh, there's a great quote by a woman named Vivian Green, who says, life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain because the storms always come. And as she says in Find Your Unicorn Space, Eve Rodsky says, creative endeavors won't serve to replace or stop the storms from coming. What it will do is help you to weather them. The truth is, if we want to avoid burning out, we each have to find time to step back, cultivate our curiosities, interests, and passions, And remember who we are apart from our jobs and our family roles. So, doing this helps us to be more resilient when life is difficult. Creativity also strengthens our relationships. Um, In the book, again, she says, creativity is essential to the health of your partnerships. And and there she's talking about uh, relationships and your ability to model what a full and meaningful life looks like to your children, your friends and colleagues, and your communities. So it strengthens our relationships when we prioritize and make time for that creative expression. And generally, uh, creativity and creative expression makes our life better and more meaningful in so many ways. And there are tons of articles talking about this. Um, The benefits of creativity, one article talked about it helps us solve complex problems, prepares us for the unseen future, helps us change improves our sense of well-being and gives our curiosity somewhere to go. And Rodsky in the book says, the real question is, if you deny yourself permission to live a creative and more meaningful and fulfilling life, what are you losing? Yourself. She also says through her observations and, and the interviews that she conducted Uh, from the spring of 2020 going forward, she says, I discovered that those people who make and take time for activities and pursuits outside of their work, their family, and other obligations are not only happier, but they articulated an increase in productivity, performance, workplace loyalty, and job fulfillment. So creative expression is so important. So. Knowing that, if we believe that, how can we boost our creativity? I think, you know, in all the reading I did for this, what came to me most was to start by fostering a sort of perpetual student mindset be curious, that word came up over and over again, and always looking to learn new things, whether you're learning something new about areas you already have knowledge of, personally or professionally, or learning some entirely new topic or a new skill. That is a a great way to boost our creativity and foster creative thinking in our minds. From the article I mentioned early on about left brain versus right brain, Um, They recommend a bunch of things we can do to foster creativity in ourselves, starting with reading about and listening to other people's creative ideas, trying something new, like a creative hobby, like uh, playing an instrument, drawing or storytelling. Um, They say a relaxing hobby can help your mind wander to new places. They encourage us to look within, to be curious about yourself and why you do what you do. Uh, they recommend, and, and I that came across this in a number of sources, get outside of your usual routines in your comfort zone. Go somewhere new or immerse yourself in a different culture or take a class in a subject you know nothing about. But getting outside your your, your normal routine and outside of maybe what's comfortable for you. And they offer several tips and tricks for boosting our creativity. So keeping a notebook handy to jot down new ideas when they come to you, or brainstorming when you face a problem, trying to find multiple different ways to get a solution. When you're doing mindless work, like washing the dishes, turn off the TV and just let your mind wander. Another thing we can do to foster creativity is to create spaces, physical spaces, both personal and professional, that nurture creativity. There was a really good article on um, uh, how having a creative space can make you more productive. And they, some of the things they had to say were, businesses are finding that not only can a creative workspace lead to innovation, but it can make employees more productive Uh, They said 72% of workers believe their future success in a company relies on their ability to be creative. Remember, we talked earlier about studies about the importance of creative thinking for a lot of businesses and how. In many contexts, women are seen as less creative than men. To to make a long story short, a ton of uh, research says that's simply not true, but the perception is there. And in this article that I was just talking about, where seventy two percent of workers believe their creativity is key to their success in the company, they the article says many of them feel that way uh, because creativity and the ability to generate new ideas is a metric of success in the modern workplace. And so this article is speaking specifically to employers, but it applies to us individually. Um, The article says, the best thing you can do to foster creativity and productivity in your office Uh, whether it's for employees or for yourself personally, is to design a creative space where employees or you yourself will innovate and generate new ideas. And so some of the suggestions from this article are to rethink your office furniture, wall art, and lighting surround employees or yourself with things that inspire and motivate you to create the best work possible, and specifically to incorporate nature, like bringing plants in. I I will link to that article if you want to check it out for more ideas, if that's something of interest to you. Several articles, including uh, one YouTube video uh, uh, that was produced by uh, uh, an outfit called the Arts and Entertainment Ministries. They offered five ways to boost your creativity. So, change your environment was one of them. Go to a coffee shop or trade workspaces with somebody else or get outside. Uh, They suggest taking time for a side project, um, something different from your normal work um, because it forces blood to f- sort of float in different areas of your brain and, and um, uh, fires different neurons. And so they suggested examples like writing a poem, even, even if it's no good, writing a poem can be a good, good thing to do to stimulate creativity or sketch someone or something, or take some artistic photos or plant some flowers, Um, They recommended uh, that we express gratitude and forgiveness, uh, as uh, the way he put it, when we don't do that, our own soul is stunted. Failure to forgive clogs our mind. And so they encourage us to do that and several other things that they talked about. On the Yes Education website, on an article on creativity, they offered a bunch of strategies to quote, release and enhance your creativity. So among them were to try new things. That comes up again, trying something different that you haven't done before. Uh, Another one they talked about was embracing austerity. And they said, Uh, put it this way, life can be way too chaotic. So go camping with nothing but a tent, a sleeping bag, and a bottle of water. Leave the distractions at home. Um, So clear the space, get the chaos out of your view and out of your hearing um, can help uh, produce more creative thinking. One idea they suggested that I thought was good if you've got, you know, a, a, a challenge you're trying to sort out or a problem or a question you need to answer is to put your subconscious to work by posing a question to yourself as you fall asleep. Um, they talked about scheduling time to be creative. Uh, and I th- th- what they had to say about that reminded me of a quote I've heard many times uh, from the author Somerset Mom. Uh, Someone asked him if he wrote on a schedule or only when struck by inspiration. And his answer was, I write only when inspiration strikes. Fortunately, it strikes every morning at nine o'clock sharp. And the point there is that sometimes we need to simply put ourselves in a place to be ready when the inspiration comes. By establishing a routine and perhaps some associated rituals, we train our minds to produce creative ideas In response to that trigger, we create a habit of creativity. And I really liked that. I think of Susie Mae Warren, who has her routine and her schedule for writing. She doesn't uh, wander around waiting for inspiration to strike, she wants to be at her desk writing when the inspiration comes. Um, exercise can help spur creativity. There are those who believe there's a link between physical exertion and creativity. It gets the blood flowing to the brain, which then maybe gets our creative juices flowing. And um, this article also recommended listening to music and pointed out that Einstein claimed that listening to Mozart enhanced his creativity. The podcast episode that I mentioned earlier, the Thriving Women Artists podcast um uh, episode on creativity versus productivity, had a lot to say about this, about how to foster creativity in your life. They said you've got to allow chunks of unstructured time. So that's kind of the opposite of what I was just talking about, scheduling time to do your creative work. But you also need to allow chunks of time without a goal in mind uh, to allow your mind to wander. Um, They said creativity can be stimulated by exposing yourself to beauty, whether sights, sounds, or smells. So they gave examples like growing plants, um, making a recipe that fills the house with delicious smells. They talk about doing something with your body that allows your mind to roam. And and we've touched on this earlier, something... um, like walking or knitting or doing the dishes or working out, things that your body can do without a lot of intentional thought on your part, without you kind of paying really close attention to it, allows your mind to roam and and come up with creative thoughts. One of the women on this podcast made the point of, of, Even if you don't feel creative, just do something because what she has found is when she sits down at her table to create art and and she just does something, even if she doesn't feel particularly creative, the creativity will come. In terms of making time to nurture our creative thinking and our creativity, there's these various things that we can do. How do we make the time to do that? Well, first of all, we use the productivity skills that we talk about all the time on this podcast to be more efficient and effective and free up time for creative pursuits. So the things that must get done, the the work, whether professional or personal, get efficient at it, get effective at it, free up time for other things and don't fill it with more work. But but make that time available for your creative pursuits. Um, We have to prioritize those creative pursuits. Instead of trying to fit it in around other stuff, um, maybe we intentionally block out time for it, even if it means we're sacrificing something else, whether it's TV time or social media time or whatever it might be. We make time for what's important to us, don't we? I think sometimes. We say we don't have time to do that creative thing, whether it's a, a dance class for, that we do just for fun or painting or photography or w- whatever it is, uh, because it's hard, it's scary, and because we haven't gotten to that point where we're okay with failing, In the book, Eve Rodsky says, your time is finite like diamonds and thereby valuable. So preserve some of it for yourself by making the intentional choice to step away from everything that is demanding it from you. Your space is limited too. So give yourself permission to be unavailable so that you may engage in creative pursuits that fulfill you. She also says, it is a mistake and it will be to our detriment if we reframe creative self-expression as a distraction, a privilege, an indulgence, or simply an additive to our lives during hard times. No, she says, creativity is essential work still today, tomorrow, and during the next hard time. It is essential. And we also make time to nurture creativity by giving ourselves permission to start small and do it in small bits of time. The uh, YouTube video mentioned earlier by Abigail Kay on self-care and productivity for women, um, she offered seven tips um, that you can implement in a week. So she recommends creating pockets of routine. She says, your life needs a solid foundation built on one intentional habit at a time. She says, create pockets of solitude, undisturbed alone time, so you can connect with your thoughts and your emotions. And she says, start with two minutes, not a time to scroll through social media, put your phone away and sit silently with your own thoughts. And, you know, I think we often don't feel comfortable doing this, which explains why we don't feel creative because we never allow ourselves the chance to be inspired, She says, create pockets of transition, a specific ritual or demonstration for intentionally moving from one task to another, whether it's make a cup of coffee, move from one location to another or whatever that separates the work things from the the creative tasks, And she says, create pockets of creativity. She's added this to her morning routine and encourages us to, for instance, learn some new creative skill and practice it uh, at some point during the day, even if it's just for a few minutes. She had several other ideas that I think are great. And as I said, I'll link to that YouTube video in the show notes. It's really worth listening to. Uh, Rodsky in the book, uh, or in the article that where I first found her, says, while allowing time for creative expression may sound counterproductive, and while it's not easy to do in our busy world, it is not an optional add-on to your life, but essential for all people, regardless of your circumstances or financial privilege. And we have to start by internalizing that and believing that if we want to uh, build into our lives that kind of Creative expression that adds meaning and value. She says, you know, I I guess as we're wrapping this up, I wanted to share with you another thought that she says. A creative life, she says, is not a nice to have, but a must have. It is essential to our sense of self, our physical and mental well being, the health of our partnerships, and as I said earlier, our ability to model what a full and meaningful life looks like to our children our friends and colleagues, and our communities. I think that's an important thing to keep in mind. And Elizabeth Gilbert, um, she's the woman who wrote uh, several years ago, Eat, Pray, Love, Um, she agrees with this. In her very inspiring book, Big Magic, which is subtitled Creative Living Beyond Fear, uh, Gilbert says this, I firmly believe that we all need to find something to do in our lives that stops us from eating the couch. Whether we make a profession out of it or not, we all need an activity that is beyond the mundane and takes us out of our established and limiting roles in society as mother, employee, neighbor, brother, boss, etc. We all need something that helps us forget ourselves for a while to momentarily forget our age, our gender, our socioeconomic background, our duties, our failures, and all that we have lost and screwed up. She says we need something that takes us so far out of ourselves that we forget to eat, forget to pee, forget to mow the lawn, forget to resent our enemies, forget to brood over our insecurities. Prayer can do that for us, she says. Community service can do it. Sex can do it, exercise can do it, and substance abuse can most certainly do it, albeit with god-awful consequences, but creative living can do it too. I love this that she says, perhaps creativity's greatest mercy is this, by completely absorbing our attention for a short and magical spell, it can relieve us temporarily from the dreadful burden of being ourselves. As, as I pondered that, I think Eve Rodsky in her book, I think she would say that in losing ourselves for that moment in some creative endeavor, ultimately we find ourselves again. And that is necessary in order to make a life that truly matters. So those are a lot of thoughts. This is a longer episode than I've done in a while. There was so much more I wanted to share on this. I'd love to know what you think. Do you have a creative outlet in your life that you spend time on regularly? Is there something you've been feeling a yearning to do or feeling that's maybe missing? Something you used to do that you'd like to start up again? I'd love it if you'd share your thoughts on this with me. You can do that in the comment section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com 416. That's also where you're going to find all the links to the various resources I mentioned and so many more that I didn't mention, if enhancing creative expression in your life is something that you've been feeling a longing for, I do encourage you to check out Gilbert's book and Eve Rodsky's book. I read Gilbert's book, Big Magic, quite some time ago and really found it inspiring. And as I said, I've only read the first few chapters so far of of Rodsky's book, but I'm finding it similarly motivating and encouraging. Um, anyway, you can leave your comments or questions in the show notes. Uh, the, scroll down to the bottom. You'll find where you can leave a comment. You can also do that in the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group if you're a member there. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I'd love to hear from you. Well, that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I hope that um, you found something encouraging or or inspiring in in the thoughts shared here. I, I appreciate you spending your time with me. I look forward to hearing from you and to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.